We are back. Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap, KFGO.com. My name is Ryan Jenke. I'm here with Corey Litton, who is back from touring the world. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, I didn't have town, or I didn't have uh, days of the week. I had what town I was in that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For about two weeks, about two, two and a half weeks. It was, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, you were all over the place. So we'll get into that. But before we get there, we've got some NASCAR news we want to talk about. Sunday, July the 23rd, they were at Pocono Speedway out in Pennsylvania. Long Pond, Pennsylvania, the the name of the place. Uh, awesome track. You know, it's been actually putting on some pretty decent racing over the last uh, couple of years. I think the new car works real well with it. Legendary um, track. Yes, very legendary. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, going into the stage points, uh, stage one was won by Joey Logano. Martin Trix Jr. finished in second. Denny Hamlin in third. More on him later. Um, Tyler Reddick. Uh, A.G. Allmendinger, Michael McDowell, Bubba Wallace, Justin Haley, Chris Buescher, and Eric Jones all scored stage points in stage one. Then moving on to stage two, it was uh, Kyle Larson who uh, ended up getting the win. Well, I, from what I remember, okay, so Joey Logano, I guess he short-pitted on, uh, sta- on segment one, and that's what gave him the stage win. Okay. and uh, But that kind of cost him in the end because he had to pit and lost all that track position and ended up uh, getting wrecked. Right away, so that, mm-hmm. that kind of cost him a little bit. So, yeah, yeah, you got 10 points, but uh, you didn't get a lot more right. later on. Um, Not a whole lot, yeah. So Kyle Larson, he ended up winning stage number two. Ty Dillon finished in second, then it was William Byron, Denny Hamlin, Alex Bowman, Tyler Reddick, Ty Gibbs, Ryan Blaney, uh, Bubba Wallace, and Martin Truex Jr. Uh, finishing in the top 10. Um, and then that's where it kind of got interesting after that. Uh, I mean, there were a lot of wrecks in this one. It was too much for me to keep track of and still put a decent decent uh recap together with but uh. there, yeah there was a ton we uh we were watching and um my son wanted to get doing something and there was uh 15 laps left at the end i think about when they were going to get restarted again and uh he said oh man this is going to be like another two hours and i said no there's it's going to be like 15 minutes well, it was longer than it wasn't two hours, but it was longer than fifteen minutes. It's like the final three minutes of a basketball game, and they have all their timeouts. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Yeah, it took a while. Well, uh, yeah, that's where it got interesting, though. Denny Hamlin, he got win number two in the year um, over Tyler Reddick and Martin Truex Jr. But you know, he uh, he kind of kind of got it in controversial fashion because I know he uh, he he wrecked somebody earlier in the race. I forget who it was, but uh, it just kind of crowded him a little bit. Mm-hmm. They, um, kind of went right up to the back bumper. Never really hit him, but you can definitely tell the car got completely upset and it didn't. And he put him right into the wall, basically. Yeah. He chastained him. Hey. And, <laughs> but uh, Hamlin crowded Kyle Larson up to the turn one wall on a late race restart, causing Larson to uh, to pretty much slam into the wall. There was a caution right after that. And uh, and Larson came back and, you know, he kind of tr- tried to return the favor, gave him, <laughs> gave him a little shot, but, yep. you know, didn't wreck him. Um, and this would be, this wouldn't be a big deal, but he basically did the same thing to Ross Chastain last year. Right. And gave, uh, everybody, uh, like sympathetic thoughts towards Ross Chastain for the first time ever. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) so Hamilton received a, it was his 50th win, Mm -hmm. but he was getting booed real bad out there. A chorus of booze. We're talking about Ric Flair, 1983. (laughs) In Green, the Greensboro Coliseum booed yeah. real bad out there, so he was. He <laughs> I have the last lap here if you want it. it sure, it was kind of uneventful, but we'll listen to it. This is from NASCAR.com. You 
see the flames coming out of the exhaust of the 41. He can't get it refired. They need to throw a caution right here. The caution does come out. That will put Denny Hamlin in victory lane. Win number 60. 60. And the crowd not happy. That is 100% the right thing to do. You cannot let those cars go by him sitting in the racetrack like that. You I, don't have a choice. We all hate it, but there is no choice right there. I don't believe that's what they're booing. I think <laughs> Junior was more right than that. I don't that. think that's what they're booing, buddy. Well, I, I hope not. No. I mean, that, that was the right call. The car can't be sitting there. Somebody gets turned around, coming out of that tunnel turn. You can hear the fans frustrated. Bluebirds. Win 50 comes at the booze oh, 50. of Pocono fans. The crowd, maybe not so happy. Was that and Mike Joy? Denny Hamlin ended up winning this race. <laughs> Anybody can make a mistake. Exactly. I mean, uh, yeah, and there you saw it. Um, it, uh, you know, I think part of why people were so worked up is that uh, deal with the 41 happened before. Hamlin took the the white flag, and which so, is true. So that that caution could have flown, and we could have got a green white ch checker, uh, a chance but, for revenge. Right, we could have gotten that, and it seemed so like why you know come on, either get moving so they can race to the finish or throw that flag, and then it got to the point where well it's too late to throw the flag because he took the the white flag. And now he's really, you still can't get that thing fired. And then it was Hamlin, and the, there was some frustration there from the, the paying public. And what would have happened if Ryan Priest would have actually got the thing going right after the yellow flag came out? I mean, then yeah. everybody would be like, whoa. Right, right. Yep. We could have raced to the end. Yep. So, could have, should have, would have. Yeah, there's a lot of, lot of things that could have gone completely different in that situation. And, um, yeah, uh, Jeff Burton's commentary was kind of hilarious to it because, yeah, <laughs> when Junior said, I don't think that's why they're booing, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm on your side there, bud. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that was uh, definitely definitely an interesting end and, uh, you know, kind of cementing it, kind of going to that last third of the season now for NASCAR where, um, you know, we, we got a clear heel yep. out there now. Like yep. I said, I haven't. I've heard boos like that in person when I was at a San Diego Padres game, and Yasiel Puig came up for Los Angeles <laughs> in that one. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> it was yeah. almost as loud as that. Yeah. So uh, they uh, next they they head out on Sunday. This coming Sunday, they're going to Richmond. Another another great uh, race track, as far as I'm concerned. That is a two o'clock advertised start time on USA, and that's. Uh, that's one of my favorite tracks. I like um, that one. I've never know, been there. My mom has been there multiple times. I've never been to that one. Um, yeah, it's you know it's interesting shaped. Um, it's not a big track. It's not a mile and a half. Three you know, quarter. Three yeah. three quarter. Yep. So you know it's just under the cookie cutter track mm -hmm. size, and um, it still races like a short track, but you still have to save your equipment and yeah. still run well and everything. So it has a little bit of best of both both worlds uh, situations there. Um, I like it better under the lights. This one's a daytime afternoon race, but. Yeah, usually the daytime one was during is during the beginning of the season mm -hmm. when they race out there. But uh, yeah, this is the one that always sets up the chase from yep. what I remember. Because I remember, well, usually used used to be in September under the lights, which was always always yeah. fun. Because uh, I don't want to get on too much of a rant here, but I remember watching it on watching a race there on a September 11th um, when I, my band was playing. I was I think 22, 21 years old, twenty two years old, and. Uh, I uh, ended up getting electrocuted really bad. Oh, jeez. 
Yeah, I got knocked out uh, oh, by wow. my own microphone. But I do remember watching that race a little bit. That was one of the few things I remember from that <laughs> night. But, uh, yeah, uh, so kind of moving to the points right now. Martin Truex Jr., I mean, the guy's been automatic at getting points. He's been doing a pretty good job out there. He's uh, sitting at 711 points right now, 30 points ahead of William Byron. Uh, Kyle Busch sitting in third, 102 points back. Denny Hamlin, um, 50, 55 points back from there. And then it's uh, Kyle Larson sitting in seventh. He's uh, okay. So Martin Truex is 711. William Byron, uh, 681. Kyle Busch, 609. And uh, it's kind of confusing here because they're, they're adding the stage points and stuff in here, too. Um, sure. Uh, and my math is not always that great. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But then uh, you have Ross Chastain, Christopher Bell, Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano rounding out the top 10 in points right now, too. So uh, that's uh, going to be interesting here coming up as, uh, you know, Martin Truex has a pretty good lead. So that's a solid thing to have going into the playoffs that are coming up in just a few races. Yep, we're getting there soon. So uh, while we're out in Pennsylvania, uh, we might as well hang out there for a little while. They did some racing out in Williams Grove Speedway Friday, July 21st and Saturday, July the 22nd. That's in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. Donnie Schatz was out there spinning laps. That's right, uh, along with uh, all the rest of the old winged warriors of the world of outlaws. So the Million Dollar Man, Logan Schuhart, uh, in a very awesome race out there, stole the win from Brad Sweet. Um, I knew the end of this, and going to basically to the end when I was watching the highlight reel, I still didn't think he was going to do it. It's like, it's, <laughs> it's like watching Days of Thunder for was, the 30th time. When they were going into turn three and I didn't even see Logan Schuhart in the in the camera shot, I was sitting there thinking, <laughs> wait, I thought did did uh, Brad Sweet get docked a spot or something? I'm like, <laughs> uh, this, is, this is weird. He's usually a pretty clean driver and they mm-hmm. don't really care if you hit anybody in World of Outlaws because usually he wrecks both of them. But... Uh, <laughs> Brad Sweet, uh, yeah, he was leading going into three and coming out of four, and right as they were coming out of four, that's when you could see Logan Schuhart coming in, and he goes all the way to the outside, ducks down low, and yeah, basically like Days of Thunder, makes that move at the very end, <laughs> ducked underneath, stole the win by a .078 at the line, and Rico Abreu finished in the third spot right behind them. Donnie Schatz uh, in car number 15 finished in the 15th spot. Then it was uh, Rico Abreu winning on Saturday night's main event. Um Rico's having a great year. He's having an absolute breakout year, and and he's one of my favorite racers. So I'm I'm pretty pumped about this. I kind of wish he was going full time because I think he would have had he would have a lot for uh, for the uh, the the big three, so to speak, the David Gravel, the Carson mm-hmm. Macedo, and the Brad Sweets of the of uh, the World of Outlaws. But uh, yeah, David Gravel finished in the second spot. Uh, he actually was closing in towards the end of that one too. Made it a pretty close race, not as close as the night before though, but. Uh, Spencer Basin finished in the third spot, and uh, that was the 13th win in the uh, brief outlaw career for Rico Abreu, and it was the first one at the Grove, so he went over to uh, where turn three is, and that's where the Beer Hill is, and that's where he stopped his car, got out, and went and climbed the fence right in front of them and went and celebrated <laughs> with uh, some of the rowdiest people in, in uh, all of racing, which uh, I thought was pretty awesome. Uh, Donnie Schatz improved from his previous night's performance and uh, finished with a ninth place finish. So that was uh, he's getting he's getting better. Uh, um, a fifteenth is not great, but a ninth is is pretty good. Top ten, yep. So this weekend, uh, the Outlaws head to Weed Sport Speedway in Weed Sport, New York. That is Saturday, July the 29th, and Sunday, July the thirtieth. Moving on to local news, uh, we'll I do have the points though. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
All right, so the points are going to look like this. Uh, David Gravel uh, is your point leader, along with Brad Sweet. They're both tied oh. for the point lead right now with uh, 57-72 in the points. Uh, Carson Macedo's 44 points back in the third spot. Logan Schuhart in fifth, uh, 212 points back. Sheldon Hoddenshield is back up into the top five now after a couple of big, uh, good races out there, 276 points back. And Donnie Schott's currently sitting in seventh right now, 318 points back. He's uh, lost a couple positions, even though he picked up that big Kings Royal win the other day. But he said, you know, he's it's an up-and-down season. He, he uh, His best motor, he cooked that one <laughs> when he got the win. So... <laughs> Yeah, hopefully they can get something, get a good piece underneath the hood there and uh, and help them out with that here coming up. All right. All right, now moving on to local news. Uh, we'll get there, but you had some fun in uh, Jamestown Speedway. We'll get there. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you get to that. Yeah, that yeah. one was uh, that one's pretty fun. But uh, just before that, though, I mean, one of the coolest things that I've seen in, in racing, and I kind of like, you know, one of the best things about racing is the family aspect of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, not just, you know, families sitting in the stands with each other watching racing, but families in the pits helping each other out. Um, and, you know, the long lines of uh, the bloodline history of of the sport, too, is always, always great. So um, it was a very rare moment that occurred this uh, last week and over the span of the weekend started on Saturday night in Greenbush, Minnesota. Kate Taves got her first career win in the uh, lightning sprints. Uh, her dad's Johnny Taves, who uh, re- used to race modifieds back in the uh, 90s. And her uncle is um, Johnny Bachmeyer, who is basically a Hall of Famer that we haven't put in yet. Okay. Uh, one of the most winningest drivers in the uh, modified division in this area. Um, and so those two families got together, and now they're, they're, their uh, bloodline is, is coming through here, and it's pretty awesome. But uh, not to be outdone with this one. Younger brother Matt got his first lightning sprint the following night at the Buffalo River Speedway. Um, but wait, there's more. Okay. Uh, youngest brother there, Tommy Taves, followed it up with a win at the Red River Cart Club on Monday night. And this is the first time I've ever seen this ever where it was one person, one family member winning, then the uh, younger family member winning, then the youngest family member winning all three yeah. days consecutive, which I thought was pretty awesome. Sweet. Uh, comp- completing the old family sweep. And then... Uh, and then, of course, you know, <laughs> Saturday night I survived the trailer trailer jump of doom at the Jamestown Speedway, which uh, quite the interesting uh, experience for me right there. I, I, <laughs> I uh, going into it, I knew it wasn't going to be easy. It, I, I was pretty pumped for for most of it. I didn't get nervous until about ten feet away from the thing. <laughs> the and, trailer jump of doom. Hey, we've <laughs> we've got some audio. Let's. Uh, do you want to set it up, or do you want me to play the audio and then uh, and then we talk about it? Well, I uh, believe this is the the dashboard confessional camera is what I'm calling it. Yep. Because um, it it I eventually confessed that I am scared at one point, <laughs> and you'll know when that happens. But uh, yeah, I set up a GoPro. Um, I had a I have I've had this. Well, it's a GoPro Hero three. If that makes any sense to any of the the uh, the techie people, the techie people that are, are involved in, with cameras. Um, it's not new. <laughs> um, I've had four cell phones since then, and I generally go a few years sure. in between them. But uh, yeah, it, it was, but it still worked. I mean, it worked really good. I, ha- I had it set up on the dashboard. You can see my face uh, through the helmet in uh, through the point where I actually fogged the the visor up. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, we might as well just let it roll here. Uh, um, I know uh, eventually um, there's a point where you can hear fireworks going off. <laughs> and that was the point where I realized, okay, now I know where I need to aim. Okay. 
Like I, I hit a point in, in the corner, and then you'll you'll see me turn the wheel yeah. and crank it over. That's where I knew I was right at the end edge of the corner. Yeah, and had to set up. Yeah, and this happened uh, at night. Uh, sundown lights up, so yes. that that's uh, that's sort of setting the scene. It wasn't in the middle of the day or anything like that. So uh, here we go. Oh, here. I was the main event of this whole night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. That was the track radio. Here you come, you're making your turn. Now you're I think now you're seeing where you need to be. <laughs> there it was. <laughs> I um I, I should have got a better audio of that one and use the actual video from the GoPro. That was more of a video of a video, sure. but um you, you can actually hear me laughing when I started when I started hitting the brakes because <laughs> I realized I made it through. That's awesome. You, you know, and in the video, and uh, I'm assuming that uh, this video will be available to be seen by the masses at some point. But in the video, it you can't even really tell from this angle that you went through anything. It just looks like there was. Uh, track behind you and track behind you but you can hear the, the you can hear the smash yeah you can and you can also see where i i uh i bounce slightly off of the of the ceiling too <laughs> um if you go back and watch that my mm-hmm. head does kind of tap the ceiling and you know at first you know obviously You're- i had enough enough adrenaline and where i didn't even feel it yeah and, and it was basically like you know some of the best hits i've ever had in baseball <laughs> where you get right in the sweet spot yeah if I hadn't seen that those fireworks going off, I was going to miss my spot by probably a couple of feet. Oh, wow. And I would have gone through the kitchen. <laughs> no, I went through the spot right where the, the dining room and living room area sure. was supposed to be. So I went through the it, middle of it, right where we gutted it. Yeah. And it couldn't have been any better hit, in my opinion, <laughs> uh, out there. But we also had <laughs> we had a pool with floaties in it up front, like a little inflatable uh-huh. pool, and it had some floaties and stuff. and. When I went through, I landed perfectly onto that and made a huge splash when I hit it. So nice. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. But then uh, I noticed at that point that I, I was coming very dangerously close to where the wall was in the infield. Oh, so I was okay. standing on the brakes <laughs> and pulling back in the steering wheel. I'm yeah. pretty sure I, I didn't dent the steering wheel, but... I thought it was gonna at one yeah. point. Wow. Well, like I said, I'm uh, I'm guessing that will there will be video available at some point after all the angles get all mashed together and and, and all we, the, we did a bunch of interviews too. Um, sweet. So yeah, it should be it should be it should be something pretty pretty special. I think we're gonna touch some lives with this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So uh, what do we have going on? It looks like uh, we have some obviously some races. We're in. Uh, we're getting close to August now. July is almost behind us, but we still have plenty of racing left. Well, tonight, of course, we have the Sanders Stock Car Challenge, Red River Valley Speedway. That's a 7 o'clock start time. Uh, Bob Gurkey Memorial will be at I-94 EMR Speedway tonight at 7 o'clock. Uh, Lightning Sprints, River City Speedway, that'll be at 7 o'clock uh, up in Grand Forks tonight. Um, tomorrow night, uh, the only thing I have on my schedule is Hall of Fame night. Jeff Wildung and John Steppen, a couple of good racers from back in uh, – Back in my time, of course they're good. They're getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yep, um, that's pretty good. They're Hall of Fame worthy, definitely. <laughs> they're going to be uh, getting inducted. Viking Speedway in Alexandria at six thirty on Saturday. Fan appreciation at Buffalo River Speedway is going to be at six o'clock. Um, that's going to be an interesting event here too because they uh, 
they they bring all the cars out onto the racetrack and you they let everybody walk around amongst all the cars and there's tons of giveaways and everything like that and uh, the drivers like to hand out things to the fans and stuff and it's like five dollar tickets if you know a driver and they hand you one of those tickets okay. so you can get in for pretty cheap and it's uh it's pretty awesome they don't give me any of those tickets to hand out i don't know why <laughs> nope none for you nobody wants to take them from me but uh <laughs> Uh, Monday, we have Christian Cars Online Summer Series Night Number One starts up at the Red River Kart Club as well. That's going to be that's one of my favorite events because it, even though it kind of signifies the very end of the season for us out of the Red River Kart Club, but uh, it's it's a day it's two days of racing where we run extended laps in the heat races. Okay, so we'll run I think two rounds of heat races on this Monday coming up, and then we'll run one long heat race the following week, and then a longer feature race. Okay. Um, I had the chance to drive in this, and that's where I found out what kind of shape I was in. Because <laughs> you're just getting right in those dog days of summer, uh-huh. too, or it's just, uh, yeah. I mean, you'll find out how how much your helmet will uh, <laughs> will fog up on you because uh, wow. you're cause you're sucking air in there. <laughs> but, uh, I did have a chance to uh, catch up some of the points. Uh, that's okay. another thing coming from this time of year. I mean, we're, we only have a few races left at a lot of these tracks. I know yep. three of them at the Norman County Raceway, and that's where we'll start NX Legends right now. Ryan Brasseth is the point leader. He has a seven-point lead over Evan Henriksen and a 35-point lead over Alex Clark. Alex Clark, you know, only his first real full season in a legend, and he's doing pretty good out there in the top three. Um Going on to the Wissota Midwest Modifieds, Corey Stork from Morris, Minnesota, is the uh, point leader out there. Um, he has a 17-point lead over Aaron Blacklance, who is a multiple-time champion out there. And Taylor Jacobson sitting 25 points back. Matt Scow, 43 points back. And in fifth, Reese Stenberg is 46 points back. So it's all within striking distance. If someone has a bad night, I mean, the whole standings will change out there. In the stock cars, I'm surprised it's this close because... Uh, the cheetah, Rob Van Mill, he's won everything lately, especially the entire, uh, stock car tour portion of the, uh, Dakota classic mod tour. He's the, the point leader right now with a 12 point lead over the B one of the real deal. Brody Carlsrud, uh, cool cat. Calvin Kesselberg's in third. He's 13 points back. So again, this is all up for grabs here as well. Rick Schultz, 21 points back. And in fifth, Daniel Aberly, 22 points back. Um, Ryan Restead is the point leader in the sport mods. It's by one point over Rich Pavlicek. Wow. And it's, I believe, that close out of the Red River Valley Speedway, too. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Andy Wagner, seven points back. David Sierks, uh, 13 points back. And in fifth, Jaden Pavlicek, Rich's son, is uh, 14 points back. In the hobby stocks, Brody Eckert hasn't lost yet, but he still only has a nine-point lead over Tim Church, um, an 11-point lead over Brad Orvidal, 12-point lead over Tyler Hayne, and, and an 18-point lead over Todd Gettle. Um, and, uh, in our modi- uh, modifieds, Matt Auckland's the point leader out there. He has a one point leader over Jeff Nelson, John, a two point leader over, uh, John Miller, a three point lead over Brendan Borg and a four point lead over Brandon Langer. There's only been one event. So that's why <laughs> I just realized that when I read it. Um, so Layla Eisenshank is the, uh, IMC, a race saver sprint car point leader. She has, she, uh, is three points up on Hollywood Ty Wilkie. Four points up on Andy Pake and Morgan Nyquist, and five points up on Ty Hanton. So that's going to come down all the way to the end here as well. Switch gears to my normal Friday night track, Red River Valley Speedway. Um, Evan Hendrickson's a point leader there as well in the Legends class. Three points over Sean Johnson, who put on probably one of the greatest comeback races I've ever seen last week. Really? He uh, 
blew it off the top of turn number three, had to restart 23rd, and he won. Really? He passed all of the cars. Um, yeah, Cody Mackhart sitting in the third spot, 20 points back. Colin Compson, 22 points back in fourth. And Josh Weiss, 23 points back in fifth. Um, in the hobby stocks, Brody Eckert, uh, big surprise there. He's leading in points, too. <laughs> He's won eight times out of the, actually nine times now out of the two tracks the uh, of, of uh, Norman County Raceway and Red River Valley Speedway. 14-point lead on Tim Church, 16 over Tyler Hain. Uh, and Brad Orvidal, and uh, in fifth, it's Andrea Jacobson, 24 points back. In the Modifieds, Dave Shipley is tied with Jordan Sowers for the point lead. Um, and Jordan Sowers is just having a real breakout year in that 0-2, and Dave Shipley just always tough. Uh, 11 points back in third is Jesse Skalicki, 36 points back in fourth is Jamie Schultz, and 40 points back is John Miller. And then, uh, like I said in the in the sport mods, Rich Pavlicek has the point lead. By one point over Ryan Rested. Wow. Um, then Scott Jacobson, 16 points back. In third, John Sandvig and Charlie Jensen, 36 points back in fourth and fifth. In the stock cars, Calvin Kesselberg is the point leader for now. Um, uh, Andrew Jokum, one point back. Uh, this is all real tight with them right now, too. Um, nine points back is Brendan Borg. 14 points back is Rob Van Mill. And in fifth, 15 points back, Mike Anderson. Never count him out. That's the guy that won from last that one time <laughs> on the last lap in the uh, race saver sprint cars. Andy Paik is the point leader out there. Uh, he is a three point lead over Ty Hanton, five point lead over Ty Wilkie uh, and Tyler Ravenberg. And in fifth, 18 points back is Jeremy Snow uh, Viking Speedway. They, they run a few less classes, so this will go quicker. Um, Ron Sauer is the point leader. The ageless Ron Sauer is the point leader in the Midwest Modifieds. He's a three point lead. Over Sean Olson, 15 points over Taylor Bitson, 23 points over Travis Ingebretson, and in fifth, uh, 57 points back is Josh Music. Uh, then we move on to the Wasota Modifieds. Dusty Bitson's a point leader by one point over Jason Tennis, who uh, we've had a chance to yep. talk to on the show here. Yep. Um, and that's also a relative of his that is currently ahead of him in the points. Uh, Brendan Blasick is sitting in the third spot, 49 points back in fourth, Matt Tennis. He is uh, 156 points back, and in fifth, Brett Hoyam, 161 points back. In the street stocks, Jimmy Nitro Williams is the point leader by 16 points over Roger Berkness. Berkness just got his first uh, career win out at the or at the Viking Speedway. JJ Newberta, who drives a wagon, a station wagon, nice with wood panels on the side, 33 <laughs> points back. Um, then it's uh, Derek Wettstein was 100 points back, and uh, Davy Cruckton, 151 points back in fifth. In the Super Stocks, Trevor Sauer, who, is, who has won a ton of uh, races out there and championships, he's the point leader by 16 points over Mopar, Matt Miller, Carter Rentz sitting in third, 25 points back, Bailey Roche, 76 points back in fourth, and Carson Miller in fifth, 161 points back. And then uh, in the late models, they only had one race, so this is, the points are going to be close. Um, Ryan Michelson was the uh, winner, so he's the point leader, and then Dave Moss, five points back, Don Shaw, Nine points back. Nick uh, Panitsky is 13 points back. And Josh Zimple, 16 points back. In the short trackers, which has been wild and crazy all year, uh, Cole Campson is the point leader. Again, he's won, I think, four times now, and he only got to go into victory lane once because three people got DQ'd really? so far this year. Wow. And he finished second all those times. But uh, Kevin Wall is behind him by 85 points. Tristan Rath's 111. And Nick Hiles, who just got a win, he's 118 points back. And Austin Rath's. 189 points back. 
Only one more track to go for the points. Okay. Um, and that, of course, is Buffalo River Speedway, my Sunday night track. Um, and it's interesting there because in the sport mods, Kelly Jacobson and his dad, Scott, are tied for the point lead. Really? <laughs> Going into this weekend. Wow. This will be fun. Rich Pavlicek <laughs> is sitting in third, six points back. Uh, that is David Sirks, who is uh, 10 points back. Chris Van Mill, 11 points back. So top five, anybody could get it by the end of the weekend. Uh, Kate Taves is the point leader in the lightning sprints. Um, uh, the strength of several good finishes here recently. And, of course, her, uh, her first career win out of Greenbush. Uh, she's 11 points over Loki Bjerke and uh, 24 over Matt Taves, her brother. And uh, in fourth, it's 48 points back. Brad Bjerke, Gerald Haddlestat sitting in fifth, 54 points back. In the Legends, Colin Compson's the uh, point leader, two points over Ryan Brasseth, 16 points over Evan Henriksen, 54 points over his brother Xander, and uh, in fifth, Josh Weiss, 70 points back. In the short trackers out there, Hunter Goulet hasn't lost yet, um, but he only has a 11-point lead over Christian Cast, 26 over Adrian Kubitz, 27 over Troy Lessman, and 30 over Cody Crabtree. In the hobby stocks, Chad Visser is tied with Stone Cold Brad Orvidal for the point lead. Um, five points back is Marvelous Marv Prem, And then it's uh, Todd Gettle, who's 15 points back, and Andrea Jacobson, who's got two wins this year. Her first two wins out of the Buffalo River Speedway, 19 points back. And in the Modifieds, we have Alan Kent is the point leader. He has a seven-point lead over Brendan Borg, 13 over Jamie Schultz and Nick Curtis. And uh, in fifth, Tony Mack with 18 um, in the uh, Midwest Modifieds, Justin Jones is the point leader by five points over Justin Olson. Both cars to number 69. Not related, by the way. Um, <laughs> different last names. Um, Aaron Blacklance is sitting in third. He is uh, nine points back. Jaron Wibstead is uh, 13 points back. And Jory Berg, 16 points back in fifth. In the Wissota Modifieds, Tyler Peterson is the point leader by five points over Ryan Gerke. Uh, nine points over Joe Tom- Joey Thomas, um, 13 over Fritz Myers, and uh, 16 points over Blake Jetvig. And then, uh, again, we've uh, been kind of splitting between two different sanctions all year, so there's a lot, uh-huh. of, a lot of classes. So Trey Hess is the street stock win- er, leader right now by seven points over Casey Usatis, 11 over Tucker Peterson, uh, 14 over Cole Gresseth, and 74 over Nick Shemansky. Then uh, in the race saver sprint cars, Andy Pake is the point leader by one point over Ty Wilkie, two over Layla Eisenshank, three over Brandon Rico, and four over Owen Carlson in the. And that'll do it actually for uh, for all the points out here because uh, yeah, that just caught up to the very end, end of the page. So that's nice. that's what we got going for points at all the the four main tracks that I work at right now in this uh, local area. Plenty of racing to go and some tight point standings there, so it's going to be a fun uh, final stretch at all of the tracks. I know uh, I'm always very interested and invested in this time of year because of because of the point standings and everything like that. So this is going to be this is going to be fun. All right. Well, hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, remember that you can find Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap anywhere that you get your podcasts. Also at kfgo.com or on the KFGO app. And don't forget you can catch Corey Litton every Friday morning at six forty with the KFGO Morning Crew on seven ninety and one hundred four point seven FM. So for Corey Litton, I'm Ryan Janke. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap.